Good morning, ladies. Well, this morning I get to introduce a friend of mine. Uh, our speaker this morning is Chris Brooks, and uh, <laughs> she she um, has actually been a previous member of this group. She doesn't have preschoolers anymore, but she um, was a mops mom times three. And so she's going to talk to us today about her life and how the Lord has worked in her life. And um, I'm not going to give any more introduction because she's going to share about her life. And I don't want to say something that she's going to share. But she's a good friend of mine, and um, you're really going to enjoy her talk. Let me get situated here. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Um, Good morning. Good morning, everyone. There you go. Um, My name is Chris Brooks, and I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. Um, I attended MOPS a few years. um, I attended MOPS a few years when my girls were young and I had recently moved to town. MOPS was such a great way for me to get to know other ladies who were in similar places in my life. I remember the struggle to get here on time, settle my girls all into childcare, and get downstairs here on time without appearing too frazzled and completely scattered in thought. When I finally sat down, I always felt a sense of relief that I had finally made it. I have two very clear memories from my time at MOPS. First, I remember a craft project that used a picture frame with a piece of scrap booking paper placed behind the glass. We were to use a dry erase marker, write scripture on the glass. We were to take them home and change out the scripture regularly. I loved that simple idea. I use it today and I change it out on a regular basis. I recall another time of a young sweet of I, I recall another time of a young sweet mother came and shared her personal story of loss. Yet through it all, she trusted the Lord. I remember thinking what I would want my response to be if ever I had to walk through a difficult trial. It was my hope that I would trust the Lord with an unshakable faith if my life goes differently than I had planned. Charlene McWilliams asked me to share a little bit about myself with you this morning. First and foremost, I want to encourage you with the hope of new life in Jesus Christ and a relationship with God that has been a strong foundation for me. I want to share with you that we can trust God and his goodness through tragedy and that we can choose our reactions to life's challenges. I grew up in Cincinnati, Ohio. My childhood was filled with wonderful memories of family. I had loving parents. I had kind sisters. I had lots and lots of wonderful cousins and many crazy friends. I remember playing hard as a kid. I was the kid with the dirt rings under my neck from playing so hard all the time. Um, Growing up, we were always a family that attended church. 
I always enjoyed church and always enjoyed attending church. And the summer before sixth grade, I asked the Lord to come into my heart and to save me. I came to know him as my savior, and through the years I have come to know him as my Lord. I continued to grow in my relationship with the Lord through junior high, high school, and college. In college, I met Cliff. We got married one year after we graduated in December 2001. Marriage was very, very challenging for us. <laughs> um, my prayer life really grew out of desperation as we both weren't certain we were going to make it after only a few short months. We struggled in many aspects of marriage. Um, we struggled in communication. We struggled in expectations. And we were not connecting. But God's mercy, goodness, and faithfulness began to draw us toward him and change our hearts. Cliff confided in me one evening during our second year of marriage. While on his way home from work, the, the Lord spoke clearly to his heart and said, Choose. He knew exactly what it meant. Choose to follow me and love Chris exactly how she is, or choose to walk away, make a decision. The Lord softened Cliff's heart to choose to say yes to the Lord and yes to loving me. That was the turning point in our marriage. Love is a choice. Loving the Lord is a choice. When you choose to surrender and say yes, he is faithful. The Lord grew our love for each other, and he saved our marriage. After a few years, we had our first little girl in November 2005. We named her Elizabeth Ann. She is now 10. She is smart, and she is beautiful. She's a very hard worker. She's very analytical, for those of you that know her. <laughs> um, she loves gymnastics. She loves art, and she loves dancing. She is growing in her love for the Lord, and I'm so honored to be her mom. I love her so very deeply. Then in March 2007, we welcomed another beautiful little girl into our family. We named her Chloe Rachel, and she is going to be nine in just a few weeks. Chloe is an absolute goofball. Um, she is very laid back. She loves to laugh, and she loves basketball. Chloe is growing in the Lord. And she is a joy to parent. I consider it a great honor and a privilege to be her mom. And I love her just as deeply as I do Liz. In October 2008, we welcomed our third little girl into our family. And we named her Phoebe Michelle. She came earlier than expected. And she was so, so tiny at birth. She weighed a little over four pounds. When Phoebe was just a few weeks old, she was hospitalized with pneumonia. Shortly after that, my husband discovered a speck in her eye that looked like a reflection of light. We took her to the doctor and we were told that she had an infant cataract. I remember intense emotional feelings that overwhelmed and consumed my thoughts because we were unsure what lay before us. We were told at the beginning when we received the news of the cataract that there would be potential for blindness depending upon the type of the cataract 
and the possibility that it could mirror in the other eye. I remember the Lord using this time to teach me a new level of surrender and trust. With thankful hearts, we eventually found out that Phoebe had the best type of cataract that you could have. She would not be blind, and she did not need surgery. But at the age of two, she went into glasses, and I thought she was the cutest little thing I'd ever seen in glasses. In the summer of 2009, when Phoebe was six months old, Chloe was two years old, and Lizzie was three years old, we were transferred with my husband's job from Cincinnati, Ohio, to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. About six months prior to moving to Cape Girardeau, I was very angry at Cliff for moving me away from my family and taking me to a place that the only thing I knew about it was it was the birthplace of Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I didn't want to move away from my family and friends. I was so angry. But in choosing to surrender to the Lord and his plans for our family, he changed and prepared my heart for Cape. He took my anger, he softened my heart, and he gave me a calling for a reason bigger than myself. I felt he was calling me to get out of the boat. He was calling me to make fishers of men, to get out of my comfort zone and to trust him. He was calling me to love my husband better than I was currently doing, he was calling me to fully surrender to his plan and not mine. I felt his calling of me came with a promise that he would build our marriage stronger and he would give friends that would love us like family. And he did exactly that. During the next few years, the girls adjusted to life in Cape. Lizzie, Chloe, and Phoebe were all doing well they were growing up, trying new activities, making friends. All was well, and life was good. In the fall of 2012, Lizzie was entering first grade, Chloe to kindergarten, and Phoebe would be starting her first year of preschool at age three. Shortly before the upcoming school year, we were visiting my family to celebrate my dad's birthday. We had just finished eating dinner, my dad was opening presents, and we were eating birthday cake. Phoebe all of a sudden screamed out in pain. She fell, she hit her head, and she passed out. We called 911. The ambulance arrived and rushed her to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. After hours of, obser of observations and tests, we, we were released to go home, and it was believed that she was dehydrated and that she had fainted. And we were so thankful that she was fine. In the fall of, of 2014, Lizzie by now is a third grader, Chloe is a second grader, and Phoebe just started kindergarten. I got a phone call that Phoebe passed out on the playground and had a seizure. I immediately went to the hospital, and by the time I arrived, she was stable, but she was very lethargic. Tests were run. She was observed and released with the diagnosis of syncope. Upon being released, we were encouraged to have her tested at St. Louis, Louis Children's 
for epilepsy before allowing her to return to school. All tests came back clear and she returned to school. Kindergarten was great. She loved learning. She loved her teacher and she loved her classmates. Before we knew it, another school year came to an end without any other incidents. August 2015 brought another school year. Lizzie was now entering the fourth grade, Chloe was entering the third grade, and Phoebe was a first grader. Each of the girls were doing well. They were excelling in school, and Phoebe in particular was becoming a strong reader for her young age. As the fall approached, the leaves were starting to change color, and on Saturday, October 10th, we were at Begg's family farm enjoying Cliff's company picnic. It was a beautiful day. Phoebe was the only one of the girls that had not been before, so Lizzie and Chloe were very excited to show her around and take her on the tube slide. The picnic was coming to an end, and we were getting ready to head home. The girls wanted to go down the tube slide one more time before we had to go. I told Cliff I'd take the girls. We were at the slide, and Liz and Chloe were starting to climb the steps. Phoebe let go of my hand to catch up to her sisters. She got a few steps in front of me when she screamed, looked at me, said, Mommy, my heart hurts, and she dropped to the ground. She gritted her teeth, and she asked me to take her home immediately. I wasn't sure what was happening. I got on the ground next to her. She was sweating profusely. I spoke calmly to her and started rubbing her belly and her forehead to try to keep her calm. I asked Liz and Chloe to stay together and to calmly go find their daddy. The girls came back quickly with Cliff and his friend. We all looked at her, unsure of what was happening, and decided it was best to leave immediately and to take her home. On the way home, I was researching seizures, but wasn't confident that that was what was taking place. She was extremely lethargic. I made the call not to take her to the hospital at that point. We got her home. We called our family doctor for advice. Suddenly she took a turn, a bad turn, and Cliff told me to call 911. While I was on the phone, Cliff stayed with her as she stopped breathing. We tried to revive her while we anxiously awaited for the emergency team to arrive. The paramedics came quickly and they were amazing. I was so greatly relieved when they arrived and they took her immediately to the hospital. The wait in the hospital room went quickly and my mind was racing. All I could think to do was to pray. In my heart I kept saying to the Lord, I trust you, 
I trust you, Lord. After a short time, a nurse came and asked Cliff and me to please come with her. We were taken to a room filled with medical staff. I don't recall majority of what was said other than, I'm sorry. We did everything we could. She was dead before we arrived. We were asked if she had a known heart condition and they told us that they believed that her heart wasn't working correctly. I wanted everything to stop. Life needed to stop. I couldn't breathe. How could this be? It was my fault. Why didn't I take her to the, immediately to the hospital? Shock and despair overtook me. After some time, Cliff and I composed ourselves and we went in to see her. We gazed upon her in disbelief. We were so heartbroken we could hardly breathe. We wept while we touched her little body on the hospital bed. The hospital staff left us and after a while we prayed together and we went home. The first couple of days were terrible. Um, we couldn't sleep. Our, our minds raced constantly, looking back at what happened and trying to understand. Everything was so foggy. The grief was so unbearable at times that I ached throughout my body. I couldn't stand, and there were times where I felt like I couldn't breathe. Um, during the next few days, uh, people flooded our home from morning till night. Family and friends came to pray with us, to cry with us. They shared stories that encouraged us and brought back so many memories to cherish. They served us in so many real ways. It was so humbling, and even with broken hearts, we felt really loved. Both Cliff and I continue to be loved on by our family and friends, and we have been so amazed by the kindness and generosity of people in our community. I hope that none of you experience the loss of a child, and for those of you that have, I am sorry for your loss. It's like no other pain I've ever experienced. After we lost to Phoebe, I longed to hold her once more, to touch her hands, um, to look into her eyes, to hear her voice. I don't want to forget any part of life with her in it. As you know, a child penetrates every aspect of your life, and their fingerprints are everywhere. Following Phoebe's death, Cliff and I hardly slept. The first few nights, I cried continually as I, lay, as I lay awake. My heart was overtaken with despair and my mind raced. I continually prayed for peace, and I specifically asked the Lord for several things. 
I ask the Lord to protect Lizzie and Chloe and to not allow their hearts to be hardened towards him. I am watching him protect their little hearts. I ask that he would protect our marriage and make it stronger, and he is doing that. I ask that he would give Cliff and I wisdom in parenting our girls through heartache and crisis. He is faithfully helping and guiding. I ask the Lord to give me strength to live. He is walking beside Cliff and I as we try to figure out a new normal to living life. Additionally, I asked him to give me a dream of her, and I asked him to flood my mind with memories. Upon asking to flood my mind with memories, he immediately did. A few days after she passed, the Lord called to mind the times that Phoebe would take my cell phone and she would record herself singing. I found several recordings of Phoebe's singing songs that I had yet to hear. I would like to share one of the lyrics to her songs, and they're all original. <laughs> She said, you'll never be without Jesus Christ. You'll never live without him. We will always be with Jesus Christ. We are never going to be without Jesus because we need him. Jesus Christ will never end. His love will never end. Never, ever end. His love will never stop. Never, ever stop. Never, ever stop. We will never escape from his love. We will stay in his love forever. His love will never, ever end. Satan never wins. Jesus is always winning. He is always winning because he's Jesus Christ. I will never tire of hearing her little voice on that recording and being amazed by the truth that she understood in her heart and that flowed from her mouth. The memories continue to come, and I especially love when people share sweet stories of her. Several weeks later, the Lord gave me a dream. In the dream, Phoebe jumped into my arms. I held her tight. I felt her body, and I looked into her eyes. She was smiling, and she was filled with joy. She didn't miss me, but she was glad to see me, and she was fine. Her face was bright, and her eyes were joyful. We started to talk, and as soon as she started speaking, I felt the Lord say to my heart, This is not for you to know now. The mystery of my glory is not yet for you to know. I awoke encouraged by the dream. I would like to share a part of the dream. Everything about the dream was very clear and fluid. Phoebe was exactly Phoebe. Her little body was the same. Her face, her smile, her teeth, her little crooked face, her little lips, <laughs> everything was the same. Every little freckle was perfectly Phoebe. There were only two things different, different about her. First, she was no longer wearing glasses. And secondly, the pupils of her eyes were extremely small, the size of pinpricks.
I remember locking on her eyes in the dream because they were unusual. After I awoke, I immediately recalled her eyes. Scripture from Isaiah and Revelation came to mind. It says that in God's dwelling place, his holy city, there is no sun because the glory of God lights it. What happens to your eyes in intense light? Your pupils shrink. She was in the presence of the Lord and he is glorious. I believe I was looking into eyes that had been in the presence of the, of the Lord, redeemed heavenly eyes. While I don't believe every dream is from the Lord, I do believe that he can give dreams and I believe he gave me my dream. I asked the Lord to give me a dream to comfort my heart and I believe it was answered prayer. The Lord used the dream to flood my heart with such peace. I certainly did not foresee losing Phoebe, and while the wound continues to heal, God is using this to teach me and bring me closer to him. I want to share with you some of the things that I am learning I am learning that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and that he binds up their wounds. Psalm 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Psalm 34.18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Brokenness comes in many forms. It's death. Um, Loveless marriages, abuse, addiction, abandonment, sickness, divorce, infertility, loneliness, financial issues. There is so much brokenness in the lives of the people all around us. If you are brokenhearted, Know that the Lord is near and that he cares. Hebrews 10.23, the one who promised is faithful. The Lord has promised he is near to the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. Remember the one who promised is faithful. I've learned that he is near. I've learned that he cares, that he loves, that he heals that he saves. He's compassionate towards me and he's compassionate towards you. I'm learning to fix my eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 2, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. After Phoebe died, she consumed my thoughts. She's all I thought about. I was fixated on her. Um, and the Lord reminded me that he understood my pain and despair and he also gently reminded me though that my focus needs to be on him I'm learning that the Lord is good and compassionate Psalm 145.9 the Lord is good to all he has compassion on all he has made. 
Phoebe died at home. She died in my husband's arms. Um, she was surrounded by her family. She wasn't in the hospital, surrounded by people she didn't know. I'm so thankful that she didn't die at school or at church or somewhere that wasn't with us. She was not in pain, and that's the Lord's goodness to her and to us. She went from her earthly father's arms into her heavenly father's arms, and that is goodness and compassion. The Lord is creator. This is yet another point that I'm learning. The Lord is creator, and he is sovereign over all. Isaiah 40, 28. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. I wanted to also read Psalm 139, 1 through 16. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be, darkness, will not be dark to you and the night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one came to be. When Phoebe died, um, all I knew was caring for her. Children need their parents. Phoebe needed her mom. I did everything for Phoebe. I loved her, I kissed her, I held her hand. I buckled her in, I fed her. I helped her brush her hair, I bathed her. I helped her brush her teeth, everything. She needed me. The Lord again, ever so lovingly and gently reminded me that he created Phoebe. He knit her together in my womb and she is fearfully and wonderfully made. And he ordained her days, all of them. He knows her perfectly and he knows how to care for her perfectly. I had the privilege of being her mom, but he is her creator. 
He's also teaching me to have a heart of gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Phoebe died two weeks before her seventh birthday. We got to have Phoebe for almost seven years. The Lord didn't have to give Phoebe, but he did. <laughs> the pain I am experiencing now is worth it. I would rather have had her and have this pain than to have never had her at all. The pain reminds me of how deeply I love her. I have been blessed beyond measure, more than I deserve. The Lord gave his son for me, and I understand his sacrifice a little better. He gave me a loving, wonderful husband who I consider one of the biggest blessings in my life. The Lord gave me all of my sweet girls that I love and cherish more than I can express. He's given me a wonderful family and absolutely amazing friends. Life is so good, and he is the giver of all good things, and so my heart is grateful. He's also teaching me... Um, be present with people and love them. John fifteen twelve. my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Be kind in word. Be kind in all of your interactions. Be compassionate to one another. Be gracious. Be patient. Be in relationship with people. Love them, sit with them, talk with them, listen to them, pray with them, pray for them, and serve them. There are broken people all around us. Be the church to a broken and lost world and point them to Christ in all that you do. It has now been several months since Phoebe's passing. We continue to miss her immensely. We are choosing to be thankful. We're choosing to be thankful for our time with her. We are choosing to trust the Lord as he leads and teaches us how to continue to live life for him and his purposes. There are still days we can hardly believe that she isn't with us. We as a family talk about her on a regular basis and we find it healing. I know that for the rest of my life, I will probably walk with a limp. I don't mind having a limp because it reminds me of her and I don't want to ever forget. I've pondered the Lord's great love for me often since the loss of Phoebe. the Lord of lords, creator of heaven and earth, the King of kings, the almighty God, sent his only son to die so that I could live. There is no greater love than this. Phoebe is with the Lord. 
she is healed and she is whole and she is in the presence of the almighty God who sits on the throne. She is with her heavenly father and her creator and I will see her again. More than anything, I want to continue to fix my eyes on the Lord because he walks beside me and he holds my hand. I can tell you that he's never left me. I am thankful that the Lord is the cornerstone of my life. I have built my house on the rock and it is weathering the storm because it is built on the firm foundation of Jesus Christ. I have walked through troubled waters and they have not overtaken me. I have walked through the fire and I have not been burned. The Lord is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my shield and my hope. In him do I trust. I know that he is good. I know that he is in complete control. I know that he is trustworthy. And I know that he loves me. And I know that he loves you. Thank you.